Hello, and welcome to Casual Lore. I am your host, Corey Adam, and today we will break into the lore of the enigmatic Pandaren. I know, I know, Kung Fu Panda. But first, we have a special announcement. This is our 500 follower on Instagram episode. Yay, us. So this is a special episode. All right, let's kick it off. So an important fact as we begin... Miss the Pandaria is the best expansion, in my opinion. I said what I said. Just saying. So, the creator of the Pandaren was Samwise Dider, and the Pandaren character model is very similar to that of the Furblogs and Bears. Apparently, they are distant cousins. And let's begin. Act 1. April Fool's Suckas. So there we were, April 1st, 2002, and Blizzard dropped a bombshell. The next playable race in Warcraft 3 would be the Kung Fu Pandas. The crowd went wild. Then, people realized that it was in fact an April Fool's joke. Lame. But, little did we know that it would get so much love that they would eventually make their way into multiple Blizzard titles. Here are a few of the notable Easter eggs that I've been able to track down so far. Now this is not a complete list, these are just the ones that I really like. It was in Reign of Chaos as a neutral race in the human campaign called Dissension, where a lone panda can be seen hiding in the trees at the map center. In the undead mission called Digging Up the Dead, a Pandaren rest area flashes before your eyes briefly, before showing some of the original artwork by Samwise himself. At the end of the Night Elf campaign cinematic Enemies at the Gate, a Pandaren can also sneakily be seen. In the campaign ending Brothers in Blood, a Pandaren can also be seen. Now, tricky tricky, Samwise even snuck in a panda face in Illidan Stormrage's iconic Warglaives. Well played indeed, sir. Once Warcraft 3's new expansion, The Frozen Throne, came out, a new hero was born. The brewmaster and boss-ass panda himself, Chen Stormstyle, let me hear it for him. Eventually, this big homie will get his own episode, and not just because he's in my top three of all characters in the entire game, but because his story ties into lore so much. Plus, he's in the top three of all-time characters for me. You can also find Shin as an optional hero in the bonus campaign. Also, on just about every melee map, the Brewmaster is available. There is a hidden Brewmaster area in the Night Elf mission, Wrath of the Betrayer. In a secret alliance campaign, you can find a Brewmaster. Also, there is a quest line for the Horde, Chin's Empty Keg, and in this quest line in the Barrens, it refers to a secret Pandaren brewmaster, Chin Stormstout, who aided Rexar in Warcraft 3, the Frozen Throne. If you look hard, a child in Stormwind named Justin trolls around saying, I swear people have actually seen them! Pandaren really do exist! Nice. Another fun fact, the Pandaren males stand at around 7 foot 6 inches, and the females around a cool 7 foot. As the story goes, and this is according to an actual interview with Samwise, 
One weekend we went on a trip to the desert, my brother and I, and when evening came we were gathered by the fire. I was doing something, and my brother, who had already taken one beer and said something like, Man, you're like one of those panda bears. You never get cold. I asked him, Are you going to say polar bear, right? And he replied, That's what I said, a polar bear. It was something like that. And from there, I got the nickname, The Panda. Act 2, The Beginning and the Mogu. From what I have found on multiple sites, according to Bron Brownsbeard, the Pandaren are thought to be from an unknown ancient protector. They are believed to have originated in central Kalimdor. They were allies to the Night Elves, but had disagreements over the obsession of the Night Elves growing magic in its use. At some point, the pandas packed up and found an isle far away and pretty much uninhabited. They then claimed this isle and called it Pandaria. But, being the ruling class, would not be eternal. They have a history of being enslaved by the Mogu. These were some whack-ass warlords that enslaved many races. Then Panda Boys, they had enough. They thought to themselves, oh hell no, nah. I say we riot. And they did. Eventually, the Pandaren, who were aided by other slaves, had a revolution. And guess what? They won. They rolled out beast mode and started an empire, the Pandaren Empire. Now fast forward to the Great Sundering. The last of the Pandaren emperors created a veil of mists to hide the land and seal it off from all intruders. Now for Act 3, the primary Pandaren groups and the Wandering Isle. So there is a sect of Pandaren living on the homeland. But for now, we are going to discuss the second group of the Pandaren race who are literally riding beast mode on the Wandering Isle. Now, if you don't know, the Wandering Isle is a gigantic turtle swimming around the seas of Azeroth named Shinzen Su. See, what had happened was, millennia after that great sundering, Approximately 800 years before the opening of that dark portal we've mentioned in a few episodes, there was a great Pandaren explorer named Lu Lang. Now, Lu Lang basically used Shenzhen Su as a turtle uber and traveled the world riding on his back. Every year, Lu Lang would ride back to Pandaria to retrieve more explorers to join in his travels. Shenzhen Su was still growing each year, so year after year he grew and grew until his shell was so freaking large it could support its own civilization. Entire towns and massive constructions were built on the back of this giant turtle. On to Act 4, The Cataclysm and the Mist. So now we discuss... The Cataclysm. And if you don't know what happens, basically a giant crazy dragon named Deathwing puts on his epic armor set. It doesn't look like willingly, but yo, he goes batshit crazy tearing through Azeroth, leaving cities raised and scars all of Azeroth permanently. However, 
This also allowed the mists surrounding Pandaria to dissipate and reveal that Pandaren homeland. Nice. This brings in the Mists of Pandaria expansion, where the Horde and the Alliance battle it out until they find the Isle. The Horde and the Alliance are now in a deadly battle on this new and unfamiliar terrain, with no idea they are about to come face to face with the lethal, deadly, and heavily intoxicated Panda Monk and the Brewmasters. During the great battle, an Alliance airship, which held prisoners of war, crashed into the side of Shinzen Su. Oh, shit. Now this caused a massive gaping wound. If not healed, that great turtle will be lost forever, and along with it that civilization. Together with G, Firepaw, and Jojo, your hero will heal the wound and save Shinzen Su. But not before Jojo gets the brilliant idea to blow him up. Wait, what? Picture, if you will, me shaking my head. I'm going to attempt to remove this ship from the turtle's side by using explosive charges to blow it up. Like right now, some EOD tech is having a seizure. Thus, he plans to remove the destroyed ship from the turtle's side. Of course, as you would assume, this caused a massive hole and massive blood loss. Luckily, you, our heroes, are there to heal those wounds. Yay for you. In an act of gratitude, the Pandaren race allows some of its members to join the Horde or the Alliance. The Pandaren are now an active race. Each faction is now being trained in the art of the monk. However, wherever the Horde and Alliance are, there will be war. Imagine that. Not only does a battle rage on Shinzen Su, but the Pandaren homeland has also been affected by these warring factions. Now angered by the unwarranted violence and trespassing of the factions, the leader of the Shadowpan, which is the elite legendary group of Pandaren warriors, Taran Zhu, became involved himself in the conflict. The battle and extreme violence has wakened the Shah, an evil entity that feeds on hatred and violence. On to Act 5, the Hellscream in the heart of Pandaria. With a war waging between the Horde, Alliance, those whack-ass Mogu again, the crazy Mantid Bugs, and the Awakened Shaw. Garrosh Hellscream has managed to unearth the heart of Yasarge. In the battle fought against him to prevent that heart from being taken, the Shadowpan and those new allies proved a failure. And with the heart taken... That amazing veil of eternal blossoms became infected by the Shaw. This caused extensive damage and death. This led to an epic, epic battle of Orgrimmar to dethrone the corrupted Hellscream. Screw that guy. Now we enter the Warlords of Draenor expansion. That material. With the fall of Garrosh Hellscream, he is captured and taken to the Temple of the White Tiger to be tried for his crimes according to that Pandaren law. In an unbelievable plot twist, 
with the aid of the infinite dragonflight and the bronze dragon, now forgive me because I am not going to say this name right, Kairos Dormu, that guy. So basically, a portal was opened to an alternate version of Draenor, and Hellscream escaped. Ain't that about a bitch. Now this leads to Shui and Huojin aiding the Alliance and Horde in Draenor, in the garrisons of Lunarfall for the Alliance and Frostwall for the Horde. This, my friends, was the introduction we all wanted into player, housing, slash, garrisons. Now, I personally love this idea, and I still visit mine from time to time. On to the finale, Act 5, The Broken Temple and Pandaren Peace. During the expansion for Legion, the Burning Legion clowns invade for the third time. Man, they just don't give up. The demons attack Pandaria itself. Now this attack causes significant damage and destroys the Monastery Peak of Serenity, along with many of the monks who were training there. Yo, that's not cool. The survivors of the attack, however, they move to the Wandering Isle. In order to fight that Burning Legion, they create the Order of the Broken Temple. Using a special new brew, imagine that, called Storm Brew, the new order of monks were able to repel the next invasion of demons against the new headquarters. Finally, with the Battle of Azeroth, it seems, the Pandaren have fallen off the radar as it comes to active war. The Pandaren that have been born or separated away from the original two groups now are more nomadic and still visit the Wandering Isle from time to time for supplies and not much is reported in the way of any war between the factions, the Shaw, or the demons. So it seems the Pandaren have finally achieved some small sense of peace. And that's it, folks. Well, that is it for the episode, and there is far more to come. The reason for the shortness of this episode is because I have other lore episodes in place, including Chin Stormstout, my boy... And we'll get farther into it. And man, I can't give those away just yet, so I have to cut this one short. But that is it for now. Stay tuned. For more exciting news, over the weekend, we did hit over 500 followers on Instagram alone. Almost 400 podcasts listened to, and almost 300 followers on TikTok. Man, hooray for all of us. We also started a new short video series called WTF News. And if you don't know, that means what the fuck news. Pretty much crazy historical facts where we add funny pictures, funny text. Make sure that you're watching the screen all over for those hidden little jabs and jokes. Now, this is a, another show that we're doing from Casual Worgen with co-host Bobby Scriv. Bob Scrivener, yet again. I would like to finish this episode being the 500th with special thanks to the following people for their support and making Casual Worgen not just my dream, but a family. First, I would like to thank my co-host and the biggest freaking troll that I know, Bob Scribner. 
Homie, I could not have gotten this far without you, my friend. To Russ, my real-life best friend, and randomly shows up for any of these podcasts, ahem, looking at you, homie, thank you for your emotional damage support from Bob. I would like to thank a very, very important new individual for us, Sonny the Rogue and his guild, Ghost Unit Industries, Inc. We are now on the Sargeras server, and thank you for welcoming Corey Adam into your home. That's right, folks. The casual worgen, primary druid, is now no longer solo. I would also like to thank Wolfen Relic and wifey Shelby Screams for the amazing artwork and support that the two of them have provided all the way from London. Last but not least, my friend Mooncaller. Thank you for your support to the Wolfpack and the cause. Also, she has recommended the very first fan-requested lore, and that will be a secret until it comes out at the end of the month. So, with all the love, Casual Worgen, out. And yes, Bob... Vengeance for Zul'jin, Horde for Life. So lame.